Hello, internet. Welcome to Digital Digital Get Down.、Uh, we're recording this before the Super Bowl. None of you gave us tickets, so we hate you all. Moving on. It's week thirty-two. Yeah. We are drinking Woodchuck cider. A throwback from New England.、Mm-hmm. Our New England roots. It's not as good as it used to be. That's your opinion, yeah.、Um, we just finished watching the first couple episodes of AP Bio. Mini binge. Mini binge. That's not a thing. Hashtag.、Um, so we just watched the first couple episodes of AP Bio. What network is it on? I don't understand. NBC, I think. Okay. Yep. We were watching it on Hulu. I、yep. get confused now that streaming sites have their own shows as well. I'm starting to get confused about who owns what things. I know it's a confusing world out there.、Uh, so we watched that. It's okay so far. Yeah, you're laughing at Mr. Glenn Howerton. You usually find him weird and off-putting. The sh- the show It's Always Sunny is weird and off-putting、yeah. as a whole. That's fair. The characters individually, aside from Danny DeVito, he's definitely weird <laughs> and off-putting in that show. The rest of the characters are fine. Have their moments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, I've also been watching a lot of my newest sports anime that our previous guest Elizabeth、um, forced upon me. you. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a not so nice <laughs> way to put it, but、um, I don't even know how to say it. Haiku.、Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a volleyball. It's not poetry. It's no, not haiku.、Uh, it is a volleyball, high school volleyball centric、mm-hmm. show. I like that it's like a team sport. Men's to, volleyball. Men's volleyball. Okay. I like that it's a team sport compared to Yuri on Ice, which was like very individual. It's not quite as like pretty and happy as Yuri on Ice, but it's got a lot of good like team bonding moments. So yeah, volleyball is、so. a pretty dark sport. <laughs> it's just a little bit confusing of a sport, honestly.、Mm. Not as confusing as netball. Netball, don't even.、Um, Google it, are Americans. Are we supposed to talk about the Grammys as well? Well, first I was gonna say I'm also watching Corporate the. Uh, Comedy Central show. Yes, it is too dark for me. It's too on the nose, especially the first one, which gets into suicide due to office depression. It's like really dark. I you only made me watch the one about war. Yeah, that one was kind of clever.、Um, it's not. It's not like a. It's certainly not a fun comedy. It's、and、not it's a not laugh like, out loud comedy. It's not like an escape from your day job. Yeah, and it's not like silly like The Office could be silly. No, it's wry and、mm, dark, and、yeah. it's like pokes fun at things that are too accurate. Right, but yeah, it's decent. So yeah, Grammy update. I watched zero percent of the award show. I knew maybe five percent of the nominees. Yeah, and Ed Sheeran just won all the things. Yeah, like I know I'm out of touch. I, I know I've kind of given up on pop music and music in general, but really, that's like the best him and Bruno. Those are the best things in twelve months that people could come and, up like, with. His album wasn't. It's okay. Some of the songs are good. Castle on a Hill, I could nod to in the car after that Castle one. Castle on a Hill, I like that one. Galway Girl, it's a good、mm-hmm. one. It's like poppy, but it just was not a very cohesive album in my.、Mm-hmm. In my、um, perspective, so I, yeah, I was a little bit sad, and I really thought Kesha should have won for um, um praying. Yeah, I hope you're praying or whatever the、mm. song is called. And praying, I think that's it. <laughs> um, and that's the one performance that I basically the one performance yeah, that I, I watched. I listened to it through your iPad. So um, I think it is a little bit telling that the. Two of the three performances that I cared to Google the next day、yeah. were musical theater ones、hmm. at the Grammys. Who was that?、Um, Patti LuPone singing "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." Is that an active musical or、um, just a throwback? Unclear. I don't,、okay. <laughs> I don't actually know. But she was the original.、Um, it was from like Evita or something. Yeah, and she's the original. She was one of the original ones. Yeah,、um, before Madonna. But yeah, she was fantastic. And the other one was Ben Platt. From, from Dear Evan Hansen yeah, and Pitch Perfect. What was he singing? He sang West Side Story song, so you wouldn't know it. Also, not timely.、So、yes, gets, it is. No, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of West Side Story. Okay, but this gets to the only controversy that I was really invested in going into it, which was the Lord controversy.、Mm-hmm. And like people, that's still going on. Like Kelly、Good. Clarkson, and P- Kelly Clarkson and Pink both posted stuff about like nasty stuff to the. Because、um, the the person、yeah. told Lore that she needs to step it up if she expects to get a.、Um, I thought the, that, that the women yeah in the general women the women in music need to step it up if they expect to get a more solo nominations、spot. and more awards too yeah so yeah she was told that you can participate in the Tom Petty in memoriam tribute thing. tribute thing 
but she couldn't get on stage and sing one of her songs from her Grammy-nominated album, yeah. Album of the Year. And not even just, like, best thing of the thing. Like, Album of the Year. Like, yeah, that's no, the she whole, was one of the yeah. five. And the biggest outrage from everyone, it seemed, was that Sting got, like, 12 minutes, and Sting hasn't had a relevant album in, like, 15 years. Yeah. So the Grammys have been awful for a long time. And I was glad we didn't try to watch them, though. Yeah, I even heard James Gordon wasn't really worth two cents. Also, why is he at, not at the Tonys? <sighs> he's a man of many I guess carpool karaoke. Yeah, That's I mean, true. How many skips of carpool karaoke were there in his intro? I didn't hear about any. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to keep this moving because last week, uh, your, our <laughs> patient guests put up with... 90 minutes of mostly unedited, choppy yeah, audio. It's because you didn't edit out uh, talking about their apartment struggles. And I sat here listening to you and Jen talk for 90 minutes. I wasn't going to listen to it again while I edited it. Oh, yeah. It. Um, hmm. Do you want to start with bad news? Good since you're news and bad news. Heather's going to switch it up. On like a negative vibe right now? You're like Yeah, I got all bad except for one. Really? I'm the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... I think I'm just going to go with one bad news. Hmm. Did you hear the bad news about Fantastic Beasts, the next one? Other than the fact that there is a next one. They're going to try. They're not. They're going to try to make Dumbledore not seem gay. Yes. The note I wrote to myself was Dumbledore won't be gay gay. Right. Like, he'll just be, like, secretly closeted. Like, you could read it as gay if you wanted to gay. But he's not going to be explicitly gay. Even though, does this storyline... Involves his relationship, correct? Yes. So that's the biggest outrage. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that's annoying is that, like, I know a lot of people get upset with authors on Twitter, mm-hmm. and normally I'm like you fine on occasion with J.K. Rowling and her being like a little bit sassy because that's like always been her, and she can do what she sure. wants on Twitter. And like, if you choose to follow authors on Twitter, you shouldn't get mad if they have like opinions because they're people too. However, she was pretty nasty about the backlash. Nasty at the backlash? Yes. Meaning nasty she supports the, the decision. Nasty at the fans. Being like, she, her comment was something like, oh, you know, it's a great day when a decision that doesn't even involve you because you didn't even write the screenplay, like, has everyone all up in arms and, and yelling things at you. And, like, there's going to be more movies. This isn't even the last movie in this series, so I don't know why everyone's so upset. So was this, like, a leak or something? Like, someone got the script? It was in an or? interview. So one of the... Um, Show, the not showrunners, the directors or producers, yeah. in an interview said, oh, well, we don't really think we're going to go there with him in this movie. Like, we're not uh-huh. going to, it's not going to be a plot point that he's mm. going to be gay. So we're not, it's not really going to be a big deal, something like that. Mm. So it's just frustrating because I think the first Fantastic Beast was fine. Did you ever even see it? No. Do I ask you this every time you bring yes. it up? Um, it was fine, but it wasn't like left me clamoring for more of this series for a fucking five movie series or whatever. Yeah. And then the like one thing that a lot of fans were so most excited of about smog all over again. <laughs> the one thing most fans were most excited about was that they were actually going to have a gay par- character in Harry Potter because yeah. Harry Potter is not Pretty the best hetero. with diversity in terms yeah. of. I mean, there's some like token Indian and black characters and stuff, but Cho-ching. in terms of like non. Non-straight white characters, not a ton of them. So it was nice to potentially get a little bit more representation, especially because it it was kind of a cop-out for her to be like, oh, he was gay the whole time, didn't you know? Right. So she's trying to, like, retroactively have representation, which is not how it works. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to, to have that be the one thing most people were looking forward to of like Jude Law's hot young gay Dumbledore uh-huh. and then to have them be like oh we're not really going this there with the this is the same story. movie with Johnny Depp too yeah sounds bloated yeah well hmm. it's more just how many who plays Dumbledore it's now it's just Jude Law I just said that oh he's young Dumbledore yes got it so it's just like how many more like bad casting decisions or like decisions that don't go for the fans yeah. do they want to make and still have people see this movie like one more <laughs> strike and I think people honestly won't see the movie you're gonna go in theaters no I did I even go and see the first one in theaters I don't know I think I did but like not like not midnight show no 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 it was like is this still in theaters I guess we'll see it wow Heather so. poo-pooing Harry Potter news this what does this world come to <sighs> I know Okay, so that's so, your only bad rant for... make Dumbledore gay. Yeah. Um, so one quick bad news note on football, specifically the football stadium here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it that it's ugly? 
No, but it is related to the architecture. Okay. Apparently, hundreds of birds die by running into U.S. Bank Stadium like every mirrors. few months because it's mirrors and it's in a migratory path, and they knew about it when they built it. Yikes! And they could have used glass that is bird friendly, but it's a little bit more expensive. And I didn't. So we are murdering birds for the sake of concussions. Of being warm. And Colin Kaepernick cold. still doesn't have a job. I, that's just annoying because people are always like, whenever you talk about putting up wind turbines, people are like, think of the birds, but they don't give a shit when it means a new stadium. No. Now, I also have two Australia rants. Okay. Which. Two rants. They're fresh, so it's not like I didn't use them last week because okay. I didn't want to offend anyone. Okay. Sure. How do you, do you know about the fairy gate, the fairy situation? <laughs> Sydney was launching a new fairy, I don't know if it's like a whole fairy line, or they were just introducing a new... fairy, not fairy, right? Fairy. Like a boat. Yeah. Okay. Like the Ferryman's Institute. Ugh. So Sydney is like bringing a new fairy into its fleet. Okay. And launched a nationwide campaign to vote for... Bodie McBoatface. It's Fairy McFairyface. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like some British joke, the boat one? It's just like a bad internet, like a... Reddit yeah. kind of joke. Like, it happens every single time they ask anyone to name anything. It's Like, like 10 years ago, I remember when Stephen Colbert, like, got everyone to vote for something really dumb. Like, that's an old joke now. Yeah, people still do it. Now, this story got worse, though, because this was a month ago that they named it Fairy McFairy Face. Okay. It then came out that the guy who before was like, oh, we have to name it Fairy McFairy Face because that's what the vote said... He came on Twitter and said, oh, I actually lied. I just wanted to be Fairy McFairy Face. Like, three people voted for that. Yikes. What a douche. Nobody, like, fact-checked that? No. Nobody was like, let's check the vote. And I was reading the article. We're linked to it. There was, like, 300 total votes. Like, this is, sounds like the lamest uh, poll, poll yeah. in the entire history of the universe. So... Well, who goes on, like, the Sydney Ferries website and clicks the link? But it's, like, the most typical Australia thing ever. Because it's, like, trying to follow in a British thing... And trying to be funny and failing at both. You think it's a British joke? I'm saying the Bodhi thing was a was a British poll, apparently. Oh, okay. So they were just copying it from them. Okay. I'm trying to draw some parallels. Okay. Now, we're done talking about tennis for a few months, mm -hmm. but Mr. Bernard Tomic, who was oh, in who was in the crop of of up and coming Australian youngsters with Nick Kyrgios and. That coconuts guy who coconuts was also and totally curious, disappeared. George. Yeah, and now everyone gives Nick Curios shit because he's a head case and he doesn't have a coach and he throws is, his racket, throws and... his racket, the yells at umpires, whatever. But he's still good and he's still playing. Yeah. So Bernard Tomich is uh, is on a break, on a little hiatus from tennis. Yeah. I think I'm just going to preempt your story because I did see this story. Yeah. But the real bad news of this is that Australia still produces I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Correct. So it's their like celebrity survivor show. Um, no, no. What? It was an American show. I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? Like for like a year in like 2001. So they're doing a, a C-list version of a B-list reality show. Correct. And they're still doing it. Right. And so Bernard uh, survived two days and then voluntarily left the jungle. Because he was getting depressed. And this two-day jaunt in the jungle... Has jaunt in the jungle? Jaunt in the jungle mm -hmm. taught him that he really loves tennis. And he's pretty sure he's going to get back to a high ranking pretty quickly. Was he the one who dumped his, his wife because of she was distracting him from tennis or something? Wasn't that a story? Or left uh, his girlfriend because she was distracting him and then started dating someone else? I think you're thinking of your nemesis Wozniacki who got dumped by golfer Rory, Rory McIlroy. I don't think so. I thought it was Tomek. There was one tennis player that, it's possible. like, he, he said his girlfriend was too distracting and keeping him away from tennis. Uh, it does and sound And then he, familiar. like, started dating someone who was, like, 20. Yeah. So, anyways, Australia, let's go. You can do better than that. All right. Is that your bad news? Is? Yeah, those were my rants. Can I do some good news? Sure. Um, did you watch, or did you see the Seth Meyers segment of Seth and Kelly Get Day Drunk? Didn't see the headline, didn't click it. Um, Kelly Clarkson and okay. Seth Meyers. Yeah. Like, late night show with Seth or whatever his mm -hmm. show is. Um, just literally got drunk and they filmed it. As part of, as a segment of his show. As a segment of his show. In what sort of setting? Uh, some sort of bar. 
like a does rooftop get, bar in a hotel or something. Does it get inappropriate? Does it get romantic? Um, not really. Just Touching? very silly. Okay. Um, there's one part where he puts headphones on in place since you've been gone from his phone and uh-huh. sings it really poorly, like on his knees oh, in front boy. of her. Um, like they, this is like hidden camera style, or it's like no, produced? they knew, they okay, knew it yeah. was produced. They made funny cocktails, but like they tried to make really bad cocktails. Uh-huh. Like he made a cocktail um, for her that was based on Simon Cowell, and it was just like mostly hot sauce. Yeah. And then he made one that was for the Grammys, but he said he didn't like popular music, so it was a fr- based on his Grammy, oh. and it was bourbon and t- 12 Werther's, <laughs> Werther's candies. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so it was pretty funny. Okay. Um, promoting alcoholism a little bit. A little bit, but it was meant yeah. to kind of be like, with the state of the world, what can you do except daydream? Oh, God. Is this Tina Fey eating a cake again? Um, a little bit. It wasn't quite as bad because it wasn't a like a bit. rant about it. It was kind of just like sometimes you just need to drink during the day to cope with things. But it was really funny. Okay. It was really funny. We'll have people check it out. Um, I also what else? saw that Ellen DeGeneres turned mm-hmm. 60, which first of all doesn't seem possible. She's she so spry. She's ageless. Yeah. Um, I cried a lot at a lot of the videos. Oh. Um, I cried at... There was, like, a compilation video for her birthday that was, like, her career kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, like, we were very young when everything happened with her coming out and her having a talk show and then kind of being, like, blackballed for, like, ten years and then coming mm-hmm. back and whatever. Not, yeah. not even ten years, but a while. Um, but I was just looking at it and I was like, it's amazing what she's done. I was mm-hmm. saying in the car the other day that it's amazing that the two biggest daytime talk show hosts, like, of all time mm-hmm. are a black woman and a gay woman. It's true. It's incredible. I think middle class stay at home moms get a bad rap. They are forward thinking. Well, and I also think that it's just amazing that uh, that they have succeeded in that demographic because mm-hmm. that's a demographic where it's like, oh, Disney Channel's too afraid to like have like a black kid in a yeah. TV show because the moms might not like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you have these two, Oprah and Ellen, who like yeah. you know have been so revolutionary. And um, I know. Ellen received, like, the Presidential Medal from Obama uh-huh. for, like, basically changing a lot of perceptions of things just sure. by being herself and having her show. Yeah. It's just amazing what she's done. Good. And she had some really intense um, guest stars and things on. So she had Michelle Obama on. Yeah. Um, and did you Mich- finally watch more of it? Yeah, I okay. did. And there was one segment where Ellen was like, Michelle, people are really scared and worried these days in the news. Like, should we be scared? What should we be doing? Michelle Obama just had this long thing that was just like, you know, just be kind to everyone. Just live your life and be kind. And, like, don't, like, obviously it's important to keep keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But don't let it get you down. Like, just go out and mm-hmm. be yourselves and be kind to everyone. And that's going to make a Lots of difference. fruits and vegetables, too. And the, the one that made me cry the most. So, um, <sighs> Portia de Rossi. Getting emotional, yeah. Also 60 years old? She's 45. I looked it up. I was curious. Oh. Because um, I thought she was, like, 30. Portia, no. In the new Arrested Development, she was aging. Yeah, I guess I don't really see her in things anymore. Yeah. Um, so she's younger than Ellen, but not, like, significantly. I thought there was, like, twice yeah. age difference. But I also didn't think Ellen was 60. I would have no. pegged Ellen at, like, 45 and Portia no. at, like, 35. I have stopped being able to judge people's ages, I think. Because we're getting old, too. So what happens? So... Portia came out and surprised Ellen, like legit yeah. surprised her that they said, Ellen, we have one more guest who has a birthday gift for you. And it was, it was her wife. Uh-huh. They kiss on TV, which I didn't even know that they would do like wow. gay kiss on daytime TV. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, and she gave her a wildlife fund. So she okay. started the Ellen DeGeneres wildlife fund because apparently one of Ellen DeGeneres is like, um, people that she looks up to is Diane yeah. Fossey. Okay. You know who she is? No idea. She was kind of the Jane Goodall of um, mountain gorillas. Okay. And she was she was murdered. Oh. Um, but she started... By this, a gorilla or by a man? By a person. Okay. Um, but, so she started this big foundation and she did all this research on mountain gorillas and started mm-hmm. a, a research institute in Rwanda. Hmm. And so now there's going to be an Alan DeGeneres campus... Of that research institute. Nice. Um, and it's part of the Ellen DeGeneres Wildlife Fund. So she now has, like, her own, like, nonprofit like, fund uh-huh. that you can donate to. And it's going to be supporting different wildlife initiatives. Sounds pretty cool. And Ellen was like, I'm going to, like, cry thinking about it. She was so upset in, like, a, a happy way. Yeah. She was just like, 
Portia understands me. This is like the best thing I could have ever imagined. Uh-huh. Like it was just, it was, it was a lot. So, but potentially Portia was like, "Hey, Ellen, I've transferred fifty thousand dollars from your bank account to <laughs> 50, this fund. Fifty thousand millions, yeah. probably, but potentially. Yeah. Yes, yes. Surprise. Well, like I think she just did the plans for the building, and then people are donating to the fund, so I'm yeah. going to donate to the fund. So I think it was more. But Ellen better try a little checkout. I'm sure she check. will. I'm sure she will. Yeah. But. It was just so get nice, that, and what a good gift. Get that campus some roofs. Yeah. Roofs. Wow. Okay. Deep breath. Um, you want I, more? You can, you can do one. I'll take a little break. I'll mine's, do one more. mine's real short. I okay. didn't have a very good week. Um, uh, Cleveland Indians are getting rid of their racist... Are uh, they? Racist logo. For what? Uh, I think they'll probably just stick with the C, which was on most of their hats and stuff. So they're finally getting rid of the red face. Yeah. So it's one less... Um, Outwardly racist yeah, thing in our society. Slogan. The redskins are still a thing, though. So, okay. But yeah. but still, the mm-hmm. Cleveland Indians are getting... There's going to be fewer white people walking around with an offensive Indian cartoon on there. That's right. Yeah. Um, so my last one is also about representation for people of color. Okay. Um, Black Panther is coming out in a couple weeks. Yes. Um, the red carpet premiere yeah. was the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw two different black celebrities, um, mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer and Jamel Hill, um, are both like buying a bunch of showings so that like um, black kids from inner city schools can yeah. go see Black see Panther mm-hmm. and like see... Black superheroes and see like representation of themselves in this big Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, and like the ticket sales, it's like been one of the fastest selling um, pre-orders, pre-orders like of any movie or any superhero movie. Um, So So just a little bit of devil's advocate. This thought's been bouncing around me. There's a little bit of white guilt involved in this, right? Because I've heard from a lot. Anytime I see Black Panther talked about online, it's typically white people going, it's going to be awesome. I already ordered my ticket. I ordered, I ordered six tickets. I did it. I would have agreed. Check my bank. I would have agreed with you before I saw the couple trailers, and I was just like draw, jaw dropping at the trailers. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer and not being shocked, and then I had to feel guilty for like not being super thrilled Oh, see, it. I was just kind of like, meh. I'm like, too many Marvel things, and I don't know anything yeah. about Black Panther, and like, he didn't necessarily like really hook me in the other like a- Avengers movie with a thousand yeah. superheroes. Like, he didn't stand out that much compared to the other 999. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the couple of trailers, and I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Okay. I'll so, go in with an open mind. An open you're heart. going with me? I'm going. It's recorded. It's happening. I'm going. Okay. We got a movie theater gift card. We're going. Okay. Cool. Any more good things to talk about? I did. I just did like yeah, 10 that's minutes good. of good things. It's very good. Lots of good internet things. Should we do a book digits ad while we warm up sure. for our main segments? Um, so... It's bookdigits.com, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S.com. You can make a free account. You can track your reading goal. You can track your ridiculous to-read list. You can pick whatever username you want. Mm-hmm. Also, a little secret about bookdigits some people don't know. You can change your username at any time. I didn't even know that. You can play around with it. Check the settings menu. All sorts of goodies in there, up in there. So the best part is that you can track your to-read list and um, get some really cool reading stats, like how long it takes you to read books, how many pages you read every year, Yeah. and track your reading goal, which I'm on track right now for mine. And you can gain different achievements for comp- completing different tasks. We have two people already in the Diamond Club. It's only Ridiculous. February, early February. Yeah. But you can still beat them to Red Diamond. Be the first one to Red Diamond. Yes. So, do you want to talk about oh. book first, then? You're you're pretty angry about the book that we're doing this week. Yeah, we can the, talk about The, the books book that first. I have recommended to you over the, the past first. year have been real up and down. There's been some real highs that you, yep. you like, your, your higher of your grades yeah. for the year have been Usually unexpected. Mine. The ones you're a little more timid about, I usually love. And the ones you're like, this was fantastic, I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. So, uh, this was the second the of those. Um, yeah. The book is called All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven. Mm-hmm. I've read two different books of hers. The other one is called... So, this is this was p- posted all over the, the front and back of the book that it was her first book for young adults. 
So is the other one you read... After this. Okay, so another young adult one. Yes. But she had written a lot of literary holding fiction. Up, holding Up the Universe yeah. is the other one that I Great really Great titles, liked beautiful covers, nice colors, all good. So Holding Up the Universe, I should have... See, I, mm. I read that one after I made the recommendation list to you, I think, and that one you would have liked better because it's about a fat girl. Oh, that does hit home. Um, and that one was a little bit better. Um, very specific, but at the same time very general like okay. it was about very specific issues that these that these mm -hmm. two main characters had but, but like the, the themes, experiences yeah. and the themes were very like widely applicable and relatable okay. um so i think i liked that one a little bit better this that, that one was a little bit less um questionable than mm -hmm. this one so I'm, I'm have i convinced you to rethink your grade on this book i don't really do that generally because hmm. you know i just i grade by feeling a lot Instinct, of times yeah like if i I got to the end of the book and just like had this had like emotions about it. Okay, I so I'll give a, a quick grade. summary of the book. It is a a teen love story, not a typical one though. So the two main characters are Theodore Finch, the male lead, and Violet Murky, I think, or something is her last name, Marky, whatever. Um, so they meet. And the beginning, the first 15 pages, I was like, I'm going to really like this book. I think this is going to be really good. They meet in their high school, up on a ledge, both of them contemplating suicide. And you jump between their two perspectives for the entire book, which gets quite uh, exhausting after a while. And like the, I guess the main takeaway, or the, the biggest thing with that is that like she's a kind of like a popular girl that no one would expect would be having those thoughts where he's kind of like a loner with depression. So like everyone isn't shocked by that. Like there's kind of a little yes. bit of difference of perception within Correct. the school. That's how it's set up. But the author clearly doesn't know what to do with Finch's character because he's like, he's like 30 characters in one. He's like a cast out, but everyone thinks he's cool. He's a really cool musician, but everyone thinks he's a geek. He was bullied in middle school, but everyone thinks he's tough. And so she like she never has a clear line about him. Okay. So that's just one minor issue. I thought that was the point. Nobody really knew him. Everyone just had rumors about him. Yes, really and I him. read half a book in his frame of mind, and I still don't know him. Okay. So I think pretty much my biggest complaint with the book overall is that definitely... Uh, Finch is the more mentally ill of the two. He basically has bipolar disorder they come to at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And what the author does is whenever, pretty much whenever Finch gets in his lowest places, she totally abandons his voice and switches over to Violet. And then when whenever he's back to his normal self, they'll jump back to his voice. And it felt like she was like really doing a bad cop out and like just taking the easy way out with it. Okay. <sighs> I know you've been holding that in for a while. Yes. And so they fall in love, which I didn't buy, but that, you know, didn't stop me, didn't make me hate the book okay. completely. But they fall in love. There's a lot of weird scenes between them. They're paired together for this school project where you're like, lots of whimsy coming. They have to go explore their shitty ass Indiana town. And you're like, get ready. This is going to be adorable. Instead, they just walk around to a bunch of shitty Indiana tourist attractions, and it's the lamest thing I've ever read. Are you making fun of that um, assignment, or making fun of how they carried it out? How they carried it out? Okay. I carried it out. They like talked about say, like it was I had that be... assignment in fourth grade. Yeah, no, but they talked about it, and they acted as if like they were having this magical experience. The two of them, like discovering, oh wow, we found water in rocks, Indiana. Right? Wow, yeah, this one has a slight elevation. Um, but the other biggest issue in the book is the adults as a whole. Okay. There's a guidance counselor character who does absolutely nothing, even, you know, knowing Finch's diagnosis. Yeah. Makes no effort to help him, no effort to rescue him when he's in serious danger. And all of the parents are just so dumb and so, so absurd Finch's mom, the kid runs away for three weeks. This is a high school kid. Yeah. And she does not care. And it's not that she's like a deadbeat mom. She's just like, oh, he runs off sometimes. I do remember thinking that part was a bit strange. I have, I've read this book longer ago than yeah. you have, so forgive me for not contributing quite as much. But I do remember that part being weird of like, 
Violet was the only one who was upset, and everyone was like, he'll turn up. And she was like, he's probably dead. Yeah, and, like, and we everyone won't, else, we won't yeah. give away the big twist, but he needed some help yeah. um, sooner than he than people went to give it to him. Um, and yeah, in the end, it tries to... I mean, the biggest thing all the reviews say about the book is it romanticizes suicide too much, which I don't know if I completely agree I with. I disagreed with that. Um, but, so yeah, that wasn't one of my big sticking points. I don't... I wouldn't say that it's particularly well handled. Yeah. Like, I know we talked about the All the Rage book recently where I was like, this, like, really kind of puts it into perspective and gives you a really emotional reaction to it. It helps you to see it better. I would not yeah. say this book did that about uh, about manic depression or yeah. suicide or anything like that. But I also didn't think it was bothersome either. Okay. Also, you know how sensitive I am to, like, sex in young adult books? <laughs> yes, I know. Apparently this one's 12 and up, and there's, like, a lot of uncomfortable sexual encounters. Like, if you read this the first time they have actual sex, like, she's like, no, I don't think I'm ready for it. And he's like, oh, I think we should. And she's like, okay. And it was just like, oh. So you think issues of consent weren't very well handled? Yeah, and there's a lot of talk where she's, like, worried about slut-shaming, and, like, that's all she's thinking about in the context of it, and it's just not, it's not handled that great. So, can I, can I just ask, was it her writing style that you didn't like, or the specific characters and plot points? Pretty much all of the above. Okay. Um, her writing style didn't bug me that much, but you could tell that she was, like, a literary novelist at heart. I don't know if you remember this, but there was this whole Virginia Woolf through line throughout the book where they would quote lines from Virginia Woolf oh, back yeah. and forth to each other, which is a premonition because Virginia Woolf commits suicide. Right. Uh, but it does not read, like, anything I can imagine teenagers saying. So... You say that a lot, though, with, with young adult books. You yeah. struggle. Like, that was your biggest criticism of The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, was that no teenagers talk like that. I think I kind of talk like that. Mm, um, you're not that annoying. Don't be thanks. so harsh on yourself. Um, so I think that's a big... I think you struggle sometimes with the voices of YA books in general. Yeah. So... So you compared this as like a combination of Fault in Our Stars with Eleanor and Park. Uh, to Rainbow be fair, Rainbow. I say that about any um, young adult book that I feel like is kind of like heart-wrenching and has like a beautiful relationship between yeah, the no, two Yeah, no, I understood the parallels and this is going to be a theme that will come back in our next segment. But I would read either of those other books like 50 times before I read this book again. Wow. Yeah. That's that's dramatic. Mm -hmm. Can I just read you the summary of her other book? The sure. one that I think you would like better? Everyone thinks they know Libby Strout, the girl once dubbed America's fattest teen, but no one's taken the time to look mm. past her weight to get no to know who she really is. Following her mom's death, she's been picking up the pieces in the privacy of her home, dealing with her heartbroken father and her own grief. Now Libby's ready for high school, for new friends, for love, and for every possibility life has to offer. Everyone thinks they know Jack Maslin, too. Yeah, he's got swagger, but he's also mastered the impossible art of giving people what they want, of fitting in. What no one knows is that Jack has a newly acquired secret. He can't recognize faces. Even his own brothers are strangers to him. He's the guy who can re-engineer and rebuild anything in new and badass ways, but he can't understand what's going on with the inner workings of his brain. So he tells himself to play it cool. Until he meets Libby. When the two get tangled up in a cruel high school game, which lands in group counseling and community service, Libby and Jack are both pissed and then surprised. Because the more time you spend together, the less alone they feel. Where'd you read that synopsis from? Booked Oh, nice. Uh, you had me through the first half, and then the second half was like, meh. Second half of the summary? Yeah. Which part about it? How did it like, get connected? No, his, his, what's his deal? He, he can't has, recognize um, faces. Yeah, what do you call that? It's an actual disorder. You know, I know. So that's what I was trying to say was that they both have very, like, specific kind of conditions or histories, but... See, I, the, fat, the fat thing got me, but it's, like, almost too much of a replica of this one where both of her characters had very specific traumatized backstories and it's but like I felt they like, have to come together. I felt like with all the bright places, like, you kind of were watching it from the outside and just kind of, like, it was heartbreaking watching it, whereas I feel like this one, I, like, related to the characters a okay. lot more. Okay, it'll take a lot of a no, lot you of don't persuasion. Have to, you don't have you. to. I just I mm. liked this one better in retrospect. Okay. Anyway, so you would not recommend all the bright places. No. 
I would not. And would it stop you from from, re- from recommending too. any of her other books? Well, oh, this was the last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, when you read, always read the author's notes at the end. That might be my biggest thing in terms of now that I'm reading a lot more paperbacks. Like I feel like I'm more. Uh, I don't know. It's just easier to read it because you flip through the last few pages. Yeah. Always read them. I might start reading them first. Actually, the the acknowledgement. Yeah. Okay. So. The issue with All the Bright Places is that it's based too much on her life, from okay. the sounds of it. And not that I'm a, a successful, prominent writer, but I think I've learned this over the years, is that, yes, to a certain degree, you have to write what you know. Like, I couldn't go out and write a book that takes place in Africa. I've never yeah. been to Africa. It would be terrible. But when you try to mimic your own experiences to a T, it, it doesn't ever produce the magic that you think it's going to. Yeah. Um, and so I f- just felt like that was that was a, a negative consequence of this book. So maybe you would like her other book better. It's than possible if, it's, if, if it's... she branches out a little bit and yeah. gets out of her own head. Whew, okay. Oh, all right, Mary. What are we? What are we talking about, Mary? Um, we are talking about Lady Bird. Wow. Starring Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf mm-hmm. and directed by Greta Gerwig. And my new heartthrob, what's his name? Timothy. Oh, Timothy Chalamet. More of a Chalamet. cameo, but yeah. Chalamet. Chalamet. So I'll just kick it off to carry on from my last comment before. I would watch The Big Sick 50 times before I watch this movie again. Wow, that's a, quite the theme. Yeah. This is, you're being a negative at Nancy in today's episode, a Debbie Downer. That's my place in this podcast. So Lady Bird is meant to be like this kind of quirky, revolutionary teen movie that's not mm-hmm. like other teen movies. Right. It's very fresh. Um, Everyone in the reviews say it's very fresh. And I was very, very excited to see it. I, I knew I knew you shouldn't have some, been from the trailer. I knew. I had seen some trailers that I was interested in. I I like Saoirse Ronan decently. And Once you learn how to say her name. I, like Inertia. Saoirse. Yeah. And I, um, I do like, obviously, as influenced, uh, or I should say, as explained by all the YA books that we yeah. always end up reading on my recommendation, I yeah. do generally like... Some high school drama, high school coming drama. of age. Yeah. Um, and there's like the high school play, there's mm-hmm. like first boyfriends, there's like best friend drama, there's like there's a lot of the typical high school tropes. But that was part of the reason that I didn't really like it. I mm. found that it was I was felt like I was promised something fresh and new and whatever. Yeah. And I felt like <clears throat> excuse me, the main character fell into the same old tropes. Yeah. Like it starts off with her being someone who seems to like really embrace her identity and who she is and she doesn't feel like she needs to do things just because people want her to do them and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And I know that to some extent that's a facade and that's the point. Right. So that is kind of the point of the movie that I've thought about more recently is that she acts so bold and creative, but she's really an insecure little girl. And I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I just was hopeful that it would have a little bit of a different trajectory than other teen movies that are about the same kind of coming-of-age high school thing. Yeah. And I felt like some of the pitfalls of those other teen movies were the same as this movie. I was The, the thing I was most disappointed in, I guess some spoilers here, is when she basically, like, leaves her best friend. Yeah. Like, she seemed like someone who was really, like, decently grounded and knew what was important and her friends were important. Like, I understand... I, I didn't fault her for wanting to fit in with the cool kids sure. and have the cool boyfriend. That is a trope that's been done a million times. A million times. And they didn't do anything fresh with it. She abandons yeah. her best friend to Who's go hang out. played by uh, Jonah Hill's like half-sister. Is it? Who knew? I liked that character. She was like the only part that I really liked. Oh, I'll take that back. The parents were terrific. Yeah. But she was my other favorite character. Um, she was the only one that made me laugh. I was expecting yeah. it to be a, a laugh-out-loud comedy. Not, you know... Not like a slapstick movie, but I chuckled a few times and that was it. And it was only at the best friend. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I liked the best friend, but yeah, I just, the way it progressed was like every other movie that you would expect. Mm. She kind of ditches the best friend for the cool guy and cool guy pressured her to do stuff she's not ready to do. She runs back to the best friend. Like, I was like, I've seen this before. But how'd you feel about Sacramento? Every review talks about how great she did Sacramento, how she captured Sacramento of the 90s, I um, feel. I have no comment on that. I do think that 
they did a decent job of capturing kind of that feeling of being so over your town and yeah. then you move somewhere else and you miss it. Like I really liked the end of the movie and some of the yeah. end scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they did a decent job with that, that part of growing up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the parents were fantastic. Like mm-hmm. Laurie Metcalf, I do love Alice and Janney and we will talk about I, Tanya sometime soon, but yeah, um, yeah Laurie Metcalf was outstanding in this. Um, um, so I'm drawing a lot of parallels today. Okay. The director's name, Greta something? Gerwig. Yeah. Basically wrote and directed this movie based on her own life. She's from Sacramento. Okay. She grew up, went to a Catholic school. Okay. Probably gave herself a weird nickname. Again, I felt it, what? I'm calling bullshit on you. Uh, which bit? You just said you would see the big sick 50 times before you saw this, and the big sick uh, is directly, like, word for word based on you his life. You got me there. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. So I think I think I agree with you saying hmm. that it's harder to do it. It's harder to it's do harder it. Harder to do it well when it's your own life. But I think that if you do it right, it can be very affecting. Like the big stick. Interesting. Now you're making me rethink my whole life. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the big stick. I didn't love, love, love the big stick. I, I like maybe it, more it than had some Bird. of the issues for the same reasons. I'm wondering. Now. Well, you almost just need someone else to do it. Like you right. need to write it and then have someone else edit it and direct it who yeah. who isn't so close. Like. To the material, like kill your darlings or whatever. Like, so yeah, but to get back to your basic point, yeah, I was expecting to be blown out of the water, and it was a fine movie, but I would never have considered it to be an Oscar contender. No, like we've watched a lot of other, you know, what was that one with rest in peace, your Star Trek guy Charlie something that movie? Oh, Charlie Bartlett or what was yes, it? Yes, Charlie Bartlett with like, Anton Yelchin. That was a quirky high school Fantastic. movie with like a lot of weird twists. That was really Fantastic cool. Fantastic movie. And then we saw that trailer for that really weird one when there are swimming pools and they're holding guns and shit. And that's oh, like a yeah, the movie. two girls and like they were gonna kill the stepdad or something. Yeah, like do some weird shit. It's twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's how I felt. I think if if we had you know just like rented it on on uh out of a red box whatever it's a red just, box movie perfectly said it's yes. a red box movie if we rented it from red box and like watched it one night like yeah. on a friday night while eating pizza i would be like this is a great movie yeah what a good movie like i really liked that but because it was so hyped and it was like awards for all the people and yeah. all the nominations i expected something more i think you have to have mom drama in your life to really really love it is the is the other you think thing you issues? i i think so um and my last point about it is that the first scene in the car is really, really good. When they're bickering and then she jumps out of the car. If that was like a five-minute short film, I would nominate it or for like an Or like the dress scene. I like, like the love the scene, scene when they're good, shopping. Yeah. And they're just like yelling at each other. And then she's like, oh, that would be great yeah. on you. Like that. And those were the two parts in the trailer where you're like, this movie's going to be fantastic. Right. And it did not Those were the two moments that. of the movie. It didn't live up to that. Yeah. yeah. So, um yeah, moral of the story, I guess, it, it's a fine teen movie, and if you're feeling like a kind of quirky teen drama that you want to just, like, watch at home sometime and you've sure. got a free night, sure, it's worth it's worth but the yeah, hour it, and a half. If but it wins awards, I would be shocked. I would be okay if it won individual acting awards, because mm-hmm. I did think, like I said, Laurie Metcalf did well. Saoirse Morgan was fine. I, I think she was good. I just found her accent to be a little bit annoying. Because um, yeah. she obviously had to put on an American accent that she kind of dropped sometimes when she was yeah. in more emotional scenes. Um, so I would be fine with like an individual actor nomination, but it definitely should not win Best Picture. My last mini rant you about the movie. keep saying last, last, last. As someone, as an overachiever in high school who was concerned about getting into good colleges, it pissed me off beyond belief about how she thought she deserved to go to a good school. And spoiler alert, how she falls into a good school. She was a terrible student, bad discipline, bad everything in school. She did not deserve to get into a good college. She should have been at that community college. End of story. Okay. What's your recommendation? I want to see a, I want to see a sequel when she's dropping out of Columbia or wherever she ends up. It's on the you. street. Yeah. Um, so what's your recommendation? Do you think people should see it? Do you think it's um, a, you pass on it? Yeah, I would pass on it. You're not missing anything. Okay. (sighs) So negative this week. All right. I've got some upcoming things. Do you have any upcoming things? I have two video game newses upcoming. Okay. Hit me. Because we're a very far-reaching podcast. Red Dead Redemption has an estimate... Red Dead Redemption 2, excuse me, has a tentative release date. I think it's like November or something. Okay. Uh, I guess it's been delayed and stuff, which I don't really care about because... 
I buy video games about like twelve months out of we have after their such initial a release. Of video games right now. So pretty much like two and a half years from now, you'll be getting a Red like Dead Christmas Redemption Two, yeah, podcast review. So okay. stay tuned for that. Can you rope the wild horses? I assume so. Why that would they the take that part That's the only part I liked out? of the first Red Dead Redemption. And the other one is that Nintendo's doing its next mobile game. It's going to be Mario Golf Kart. Oh. Why can't they do Mario Golf, though? Loved Mario Golf. I still haven't that found Game Boy game. a good golf game on the iPhone. They all make them swipe games. I want to do a tap game where you time it, like Mario Golf. Oh, yeah. Because the one that I have, it's a tap game, but you just have to angle it. You yeah, have to do the time. Same. So that's what's coming up. Um, I have not video games. Okay. I have... Um, we talked about West Side Story earlier. Yeah. There's going to be a remake... Okay. By Steven Spielberg. Okay. I'm very skeptical, but I also do think that with today's kind of political climate of immigration, it hmm. could be actually a really interesting story if they didn't do a straight word-for-word remake. With singing, you think? I hope so. Hmm. That's the whole point of it. Jungle Book was supposed to have um, singing and it didn't. But there's a whole song, America. That's mm-hmm. Have you heard that song? I want to live in America. Yeah. I want to live in America. It's like... Everything's great in America as long as you're white in America or something. Like, there's, right. there's some quite topical lines that sure. still hold up today, um, especially with, you know, build a wall and all of that. So yeah. I think it would be quite interesting if they did it right in terms mm. of adapting it. I wouldn't want them to do another, like, whatever year it was, 80s, 70s style, yeah. style whatever. I would want them to do, like, kind of a modern take on it. Cool. And, yeah, so we'll see. And I'm not, like, um, a West Side Story fanatic from the original mm. one, so I'm not, like, offended down to my very bones that they're trying to remake it, but I am skeptical a little bit. Um, speaking of Marvel bullshit, <sighs> Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah, didn't, I saw the word ant and I looked I it. saw the first Ant-Man, um, I think I just, like, went by myself one day when I wasn't working. Oof. Um, that's the level of excited I was about that. I was like, I, it's better than being at home by myself, I guess. Um, and it was fine. It was better than I expected. It was a little bit funny, and Hall Rudd can can carry things decently because I mm-hmm. think he's charming enough that he can pull it off. So little interest in the new in the new one. I did not know what was going on in the trailer. It didn't look interesting at all. Not into it. Mm. Pass. Um, Next, Westworld two. The trailer yeah, is dropping at the it? Super Bowl. I guess. Oh boy. Um, Is it going to be Samurai's or not? I don't know. I heard not. I don't know. I, that was one of those shows that, like, you were really excited to watch in the first couple episodes. I was into it, and when we were watching it, it was interesting enough, and then after it was all over, it just kind of left a bad taste on my mouth. Like, after the season ended, I was just like, that wasn't The Man in Black reveal ruined the whole season for me. It's like, it's not just going to be him. It's not just going to be him. It's just him. And that that was one of the, the cases of, like, what we came up with and the fan theories were better yeah. than what it actually was. Crowdsourced this shit ahead of time. And that's when it's very frustrating that it's like all of Hollywood and all their money and whatever could not come up with a better storyline than some like person sitting in their living room doing a podcast. Yeah. So that's when it's frustrating because it's like I could have come up with something better than that. Yeah. Um, Disney's Jungle Cruise... Yeah. We're potentially going to Disney in the next year. Yeah. And I love that ride. Do you remember oh, that it's ride? a ride? It's not an actual cruise ship? You're on a boat. Oh, okay. You know the ride? No. You don't. Yeah, you have no recollection of it. No. Anyways, hopefully we'll go on it this year. Um, but that's turning into a movie, and guess who's the star? On a jungle cruise? Yeah. Chris Pratt. No. Ben Savage. <laughs> no. Um, a weird someone from Friday Night Lights. Disney remake. Mama Smash. No, a weird <laughs> no. what? A weird <laughs> Disney remake thing that doesn't really need to be made. Yeah, would star The Rock. The Rock, of course. Yeah. Mm. So The Rock and Emily Blunt. I don't really get Emily Blunt. Like she should be doing period pieces. I disagree. Did you ever see that Tom Cruise movie? No, because they changed the name. Yeah, that's, um, she was badass in that movie. Okay. So, I am interested. Do we know why John Krasinski does not speak in that trailer? That's the weirdest trailer we have to talk about. what you're talking about. 
The trailer that we saw when the entire every, all four people in the house were silent and then the oh, zombies got them. Oh, that one. Yes, I, I did not know what you're like five times this week. I did not know. Never know. I did not know what you were talking Communication, about. Communication, marriage, it's important. Um. Anyways, so the Jungle Cruise is supposedly going to be like an adventure movie. It reminds me of like the new Jumanji, which is like, why does this need to be made? Yes, but Emily Blunt money. was a badass like action star in okay. that Tom Cruise movie. So I had to sit through the five year and. Engagement, that's all I'll say. Um, when we first met, have you seen the trailer for that? It's a Netflix movie with Adam Devine. No, where would I see where would I see Netflix trailers? I don't understand Facebook. how this works. No. Nope. Um, so it's it seems pretty like cliche. It's kind of like a groundhog day type thing. Today, Today is, is groundhog, groundhog day. day. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a groundhog. Um, <laughs> um so it's he gets basically friend-zoned by this girl, which is a problematic start as it is, but um, hangs out with this girl, really likes her. She ends up being like, oh, I'm so glad we can be friends, and he's, like, sad about it. Cut to three years later, he's, like, in her wedding, and she's getting married to this other dude, and he's like... He's gay. No, he's just like, I wish it had turned out differently than this. If only I had done something different that first night that we mm-hmm. met then it could have been me getting married to her kind of thing. So he goes into this photo booth and goes back in time three years to the day they met. Sounds a little bit like my favorite movie, almost, About Time. About Time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit like that. A little bit less British and heartwarming. (sighs) And a little bit more like America trying to be funny. Um, But Adam Devine was decent. And it has this girl, Shelly, from um, Teen Wolf. That's like the best friend in it. Um, I was intrigued. So if we ever get Netflix back, hmm. I might want to watch it. Oh, look. One of your devices is almost out of battery. What a shock. They both are. What a my shock. iPad's at 10% and my phone's at 4%. You should get that app where you can chat with other people whose devices are dying. Yeah. Hmm. Um, last one. Yeah. Did you see the newest thing Tom Hanks is going to be starring in? Yes. He's going to be playing... Uh, give me a hint. It's a wonderful Oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be cute. And like, there's no one more like affable. And Mr. Rogers still has a clean history? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay, for now. I really think he does. Like, the only stories I've read about him on the internet are people like talking about how they met him one time and he was like, that was actually himself. He was not playing a character. Like, he was really, honestly, a wonderful, like, nice person. You should go to the good place. So. Is he dead? He is dead. He died a couple years ago. So, yeah, no one better to play him than Tom Hanks. And when they showed some pictures of, like, him a little bit younger compared to, like, Tom Hanks, like, he was a little bit more frail looking. They have actually similar, like, kind of face shape and stuff, too. Yeah. So, um, I think that'll be, I think that'll be good. Okay. And the, the title of it is You Are My Friend. Because that's Aww. what Mr. Rogers always used to say. Nice. Um, so, did we keep it under an hour? We did it. Just barely. So... As always, I will post some of these links on our Twitter at ddgetdown, um, or you can follow myself at heather324 on Twitter, um, or at bookdigits yep, on Twitter, that's the one. or bookdigits.com if you want to make an account and check it mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. Otherwise, go Patriots. Sure. And I will see you next week. Here comes the outro music. You gotta get down when they get down. Well now, get down, get down, uh, get down, whoa, whoa, get down, uh, get down, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down.